0: Hello and good evening and welcome to another night of Shadow Whispers in the Night. We have my and we have Gillian from Spook Troop Tours, and she's a lampologist. You can ask her questions throughout the show, uh, what it means to be a lampologist. How are you doing tonight, Gillian? Um,
1: grand, not a bother. Yeah, I'm looking forward to but... chatting with Steve.
0: Definitely, definitely. Uh, thanks for coming on tonight. Thanks for jumping in. It's
1: your first time here with us. Yeah, um, well, kind of second, but in a different way.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. Actually, um, on about uh, a little over a year and a half ago, two years ago.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So tonight we have on with us we have Steve Parsons. Um, he's an author. He is um, the UK's leading ghost hunters. Uh, we're gonna bring him in now with us. <laughs> Oh, no, we have Richard Felix. Oh, sorry, we don't have Steve Parsons. We have Richard Felix in with us tonight. A man of Many Faces. I know. What's the story? None
2: Thanks of them to- mine. Huh? Man did in Many say- Faces, none of them mine.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> Thanks for joining us tonight, Steve. Thank you for joining in with us tonight. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it.
2: Derby jail.
0: Looking forward to it. Uh, we have, what's
1: she saying? <laughs> have you ever investigated derby jail
2: i have i've had that privilege oh
1: Oh what's it like
2: uh we in what regard i mean it's a nice place to visit Uh, whether it's i don't know whether it's haunted richard tells me it is i tell myself it is um I, i mean i've never actually investigated it you know in 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 a proper sense i've visited i've talked to richard and shown round spent time there uh, even even partied there but um we actually have a plan later in the year for charity uh, because um he came on to ghost chronicles radio and we kind of set a challenge for whether we actually managed to pull it off of me spending, you ready for this, three days and two nights locked alone in Derby Jail.
1: Oh, my God. How did
0: that go? How did that go?
2: That hasn't happened yet. We're still sort of working now on they're
1: it. They're planning us. Oh, cool. Working
2: on the plans for it. So that could be, I mean, that'd be interesting. You know, actually. That'd really yeah. Um, on my own. So... um Obviously, I mean, your own the,
1: personal lockdown.
2: Yeah, my own personal. I mean, there are cameras in, inside the jail, so we can um, and we'll be doing sort of various streamy stuff from there. But there will only be me in the jail um, for the full period. Nobody will be allowed Thank in, um, except perhaps Deliveroo. Um, well, they'll have <laughs> to post. It. They'll have to post it through the letterbox.
1: The local chipper, yeah,
2: yeah. So, uh, I mean, whether it happens or not, it's a plan for charity for later in the year.
1: Yeah, it's a great idea. Um, it really is. I mean, especially for such a well-known site. Yeah. Um, and then as well, well particularly really for charity as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously I'll be doing it some form of investigating while I'm there. But I advocate the best form of investigating is simply to be somewhere and experience yeah. it. And yeah. if people say stuff happens, then if I'm there and stuff happens, then at least I'll have some, you know, ability to be able to see, experience it for myself, maybe understand it, um, oh. see what happens. Yeah. And of course, then raise money for charity. So, absolutely.
1: Well, that's one of the things um, I, I was going to ask you, um, Jenny, if you don't mind. Um. You're you have said previously that um your parents have come out with stories about when you were a child yeah. <laughs> um that you have no recollection of any paranormal experiences as a, as a child but they have stories of you when you're going on holidays wanting to go to castles to search oh, it's, for wor- it's
2: worse than that much worse than that
1: or sitting in your bedroom talking to someone
2: mm-hmm. so
1: yeah. Now, as an adult, that you know that would that encourage you to go into places with a little bit more awareness of the spiritual side of things?
2: I think I'm always aware of the potential for the spirit side of things. I um, you know, practice
1: it. Practice I, it more. I don't
2: practice it. Interestingly, um my grandparents and their their family, so that generation. you know great aunts and great uncles were all members of the spiritualist church um and we're you know sort of platform readers in the spiritualist church um i again this is something i found out many years afterwards um but yeah, you know when you, I've said it before, when your parents reach that age where they start telling embarrassing stories about you as a small child to anybody that will listen, you know, complete strangers in the street. Uh, my mum would just stop them. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it transpired that as a very small boy, I had an imaginary friend, which I knew i've got no recollection of and then she said uh oh, you used to um used to make ouija boards and hold seances in the garage figure. as you do as you well as yeah. apparently i did now i do remember always asking on holidays as a sort of five six seven year old um to go and look for the ghost because i wanted to see the ghost mm. it, in there was a hotel nearby where we were staying and we we went to the same uh general place every year um i mean obviously we, we went to other places as well but i always went you know uh, looking for ghosts so there was a cemetery that had a um that was between where we were staying and this hotel and mm. you used to walk past it um and i would deliberately you know sort of go and sit in the in the cemetery in the afternoon, um, you know, as the sun went down to see. If, I remember one time, I remember reading um, uh, something about the folklore and mythology of Wales and reading, mm. I think it might have been Peter Underwood, and he said um, there was a story from Scotland called Widdishins Round the Kirk, where apparently if you walk three times around the church, the Kirk, um, anti-clockwise, so Widdishins, the spirit, a spirit would appear oh needless to say i used to go to this church in um round and round and round anti-clockwise i lost count how many times i'd certainly went around more than three um you know i was desperate to see a ghost and then you know as i got older i i i used to frequent there was a there was an old windmill an old derelict farm because britain was being developed in the 60s following you know the the uh the war and there was a big expansion in housing so a lot of um there was a lot of properties that were being well they were abandoned waiting to be demolished waiting for the site to be redeveloped and you know a lot some of them gained a reputation amongst the children as being spooky haunted scary and you know the kids would dare one another to go inside them because you know the the evil whatever it was would appear the bogeyman would appear and i found that you know I thought, oh, i'm gonna get to see a ghost And you realize eventually you realize that that ain't gonna happen that way right? no. so then you you know you grow up a bit. your childhood illusions are soon shattered
0: yeah did you ever did you ever see anything
2: do you know honestly well as i as i said before I remember asking to see the ghost. I remember going into the hotel and the windmill and the churchyard. What I don't remember is any of the stuff that, um, you know, the stories that my mom says about making, well, not making, yeah, sort of crude Ouija board and lighting candles with, and sitting around a table with my mates in the garage. I don't mm-hmm. remember any of that. Yeah. Um, did I see a ghost? Not that I can recall um not not until very much later on did i have an experience that maybe you know well i can't explain oh really so if it's the closest if you see because we don't really know what a ghost is it's really hard to say i've seen a ghost mm. um but i've seen something that i can't rationally explain Despite the fact I know that I have rationally looked for every possibility I can think of. Mm-hmm. Um so, but that didn't happen then.
0: Okay, yeah. <clears throat> I know I remember seeing something myself up in the north of Ireland in a place called Shane's Castle. And I was sitting in the car with a friend of mine who we were late to location, and we I, I had looked at we were sitting in the car, there was a few cars parked in front of us, and I had seen. Was I dogging? (laughs) Did you say was I dogging?
2: Well, it sounds like you were dogging then.
0: We were late to location. We were late to location. We were dogging. Not that time, no. Um, (laughs) um, We've seen this... Dogologist. What? What did you say? Dogologist? Oh, good Jesus, Lord. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We've seen... I've seen this solid black figure of of a... um, of, I don't know what it was, but it was the shape of, you could see the head, the nose, the chin, the neck, the shoulders, right down to the waist, walking right by. And I said nothing to a friend of mine. I said nothing. And she said to me about, about say, 20, 10, 20 seconds later, oh, my God, did you see that? And I said, what did you see? And she said, I saw a waist and legs walking by.
2: Right. So she saw the bottom half.
0: Yes. And I saw the top, you saw half. top half. Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't, you know, I didn't say anything to her. I was trying to kind of make sense of it in my head. Never seen it again, um, but it was definitely, the look at the thing. saying, word dogging. (laughs) Look what you started. (laughs) You were were dogging. Uh, Mary, childhood illusions maybe, but it sparked your interest. Uh, Not too dissimilar to myself. um, I don't know who this is. Do ghosts wear sheer, sheer, sheer clothing? Heard of the hauntings of Summer. First name, Anne. <laughs> I don't know. Do you know who that is?
2: The, the ghost of Anne Summers is well known.
0: Oh, and yeah. Story story. I'm slow tonight. I'm slow tonight. And no, no, I wasn't. I think that was
2: known as an elastic ghost because it kept sort of... <laughs> <laughs> as we say over, As we say over here in Britain, she was up and down like a bride's nightie.
1: Oh, Jesus. Really? <laughs> I've heard it being said as bride knickers, but however. Did you? Bride knickers? Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, up and down like bride knickers. Um, um, so with, with so kind of few experiences that, that you wouldn't be able to explain rationally, Steve, why do you continue to investigate a field that is quite possible you will never find anything? um to kind of back up or enough evidence to back up um the spirit
2: why do i keep doing why have i been doing this for over 50 years well the the simple answer is Mm -hmm. because we've got a history of ghost experiences going back to 3000 bc you know, the ancient sumerians the greeks the romans the egyptians all report and they are remarkably similar whether you you look at chinese ghost stories or japanese ghost stories or native um, american ghost stories so there is something that people are experiencing that it's got we give it the label of a ghost mm. but there is a but there is i mean You, I know the skeptics say there's no such thing as ghosts, but there is absolutely definitely such a thing as a human experience called ghosts. Mm -hmm. It fascinates me. You know, I try to, I want to know what it's gone from. I want to see a ghost to I want to try and figure out what this experience is because it is universal regardless of culture, regardless of time period, regardless of, you know, upbringing, ethnicity, um, the fashionable one of gender. Um, you know, it, it it's something that is either inside of us, inside of our brains, something in the wiring of our brains, maybe. Or is it something that is out there, something external, something that, you know, people say um, we leave, you know, we leave our body. You know, they talk about the soul and such like So is it some some part of us that survives death or that refuses to go somewhere else after the physical body dies? We don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't know whether it's... uh, What I do know is that at one end of the spectrum, it's complete, you know, it's fantasy, make-believe. It's the brain playing tricks on the the body. At the opposite end of the scale, it... (laughs) the soul dead people coming back and or not going on and whatever. And the truth is somewhere in the middle, mm. but I don't know where nobody knows where, if anybody tells you they know what a ghost is, if anybody tells you for certain, we, you know, that we survived death, they're lying because we just don't not, not in, in the sense of you can have an absolute unshakable belief in, in something we believe in, in, in you know, uh, God, people who are religious, deeply religious, believe in God. Mm. You can have that level of belief, but belief isn't doesn't create a fact. You know, you can believe with all of your uh, passion that the world is flat, but it ain't going to make the world flat. Aye. So in um, fairness, I mean with all the
1: experiences I've had over the years um and the way I was brought up and that type of thing, I do have to say I've never had God turn up and move a glass around a table or or play with dowsing rods.
2: And these these are those are the reasons why. I would never knock anybody who tells me, you know, that they believe that or they have had experiences that convince them (laughs) that the dead, um, you know, we survived death in some way. All hail Zach. Yeah,
0: that's Anthony. That's Anthony.
1: (laughs) Anthony. Yeah, but haven't I can't remember where it was because it was a good while ago now. There is a scientific team somewhere that they actually filmed a soul leaving the body. They they now admit that there is some energy there that leaves the body that they're referring to as soul. Yeah,
2: uh, there have been claims that, um, there was a doctor in in America in the 19, early uh, 20, 19th, 20th century, who used to weigh people before and after they died to see oh if they could weigh the soul. Okay. You know, he, uh, I mean, it was done with consent. He was a proper doctor and he would, he would. Uh, and I think he worked out the soul weighs about eight grams. So
0: oh, I read about that. I did yeah, read about an
2: American uh, doctor in Boston. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the details off the top of my head. <laughs> um, it was Guy Fox on the top of it. That was his name. Um, but you know, we we speculate. I I was asked the other day to um, test an AI, one of these new clever AI chat systems. Mm-hmm. And, said, mm-hmm. and the the researcher said, "Well, just ask it anything you want." You know any sort of think about quantum physics or life, the universe and everything. So I asked the system, what is a ghost? And we back and forth for two or three minutes and it's, and it broke. It broke the AI bot. Did it? it there, there isn't an answer. We don't know. Isn't it crazy? That you know? Yes. Well, crazy? I'm sure if I mean, there was a there was was it the Tennessee Wraith Chasers famously said, Oh, we're gonna develop ghost traps, um, and we trap a ghost oh in a God. box and we and then we, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> well,
1: well, didn't they create so, a film out of us?
2: The startling thing about that is if, if you wanted to create a mouse trap, first of all, you've got to know what a mouse is mm-hmm. so by saying we've got, um. Uh, a ghost trap they are effectively saying we know what a ghost is but, we don't but see, know. To,
1: to me as well that's that's the kind of hollywood oversaturated style of things as well oh, yeah. uh, i mean for starters i'd never refer to them as ghosts but that's a, a glamorized title as far as i'm concerned i mean to be their spirit um and like that I mean as I does because mm. of the way I was brought up and the experience that I've had and that kind of thing, to me, they are people that have passed on um information being able to be got that that couldn't be in my I mean which have no reason to be in my memories you, you know mm. um and then like that, when we bring people into the castles for events, what we do is we show them a demonstration on how to do something, like say the dowsing rods, for instance, and then we stand back. And uh, we mm. don't try and convert somebody to say, oh, this is what is happening.' We hand it over to them and they make up their own mind after that. Um, but like that, it is done in a very respectful way, and that we're not going ghost hunting, um, as such. Um, I, I, I think I, the respect I, of it is very important.
2: I think, well, respect is a part of respect is taking the thing seriously. Mm. And I think, you know, as a serious researcher, then by default I'm respectful because I'm taking it seriously. I'm not there yeah. like um, some people ghost baiting, um, oh shouting and hollering at, um, you know, uh, troll something. To... Yeah, <laughs> the best actually. The what, one of my favourites is. Um, for, apart from the opening one, you know, is there anybody there? We mean you no harm. I'm fucking dead. You know, like what, what, what are you going to do to the ghost? Like, we mean you no harm. Our
1: Mary, Mary, Mary Nell, will back me up on this one. Come forward. Come <laughs> <Yeah>. forward. <laughs> we, I um,
2: I, I remember uh, oh, many, many, many years ago there was a group, and they they weren't a group I was taking very seriously. They they'd lost, you know, any credibility um mm. and they were led by someone who said that they were a psychic um it, from the most haunted school of um psychic training and uh, go, go to the light go to the light mm-hmm. they were doing it endlessly go to the light go to the light and eventually after about five 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 or 10 minutes of this, go to the light, go to the light. Somebody noticed that, you know, out, out at the corner, I taped um, a powerful um light on top of the camcorder. So what are you doing? I said, well, you know, which light, which light are you going to go to? So I'm, I'm guessing if I put the brightest light in the room on, the ghost will go to the light. I get a you picture of it.
0: Cam. Oh, yeah. Did you get a picture?
2: no <clears throat> no exactly there was another occasion where they said that you you know how you have to do this like spiritual um protection you've got to protect yes. yourself
1: yeah grounding yep. yeah
2: otherwise they, they, no they, grounding
1: they is different protection
2: yeah well oh, otherwise you okay. sit in the back seat oh, of your okay. car don't be on the way home and you, you know you can see them in the rearview mirror um so she was saying oh, wait all joined hands, close your eyes, and I want you to visualise yourselves bathed in yeah. this blue light. White blue light. light, Bathed in blue light. And then she looked across at me, because I was glowing bright blue from top to bottom, because I'd <laughs> switched the blue filter setting onto the torch. She,
1: what are you doing?
2: No imagination. Would real blue light work? <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's the
1: thing, actually. I mean, back in the early I eighteen, mean, that makes me sound very disrespectful. Uh,
2: no, but it's yeah. kind
1: of, it, you
2: mean, know, you know. I mean, sometimes, given that I'm just having a bit of a laugh. With, well, you know, sometimes I've. I mean, I've been out with hundreds of groups, and some groups, you know, you work closely with, and you can see that they are working towards trying to find answers, and and you can see others that have just taken the money. And they're just, you know, thank you very much for the money, and we'll all just oh, put on a performance now. And you've just lost, you know, uh, they, yeah. they've got no <clears throat> and you're the to help ticket sales, really. I thought I've had enough. I remember one group. Okay, so, so, in-
1: so, what about teams then that say I mean, obviously, it's it's down to expensive hiring the sites as well, you know, you know, which which has gotten very expensive. Um, but then again, the maintenance and that of the buildings have also, you know, become expensive. Yeah. What, how would you feel then or what would you suggest to teams like that would go to a place, like, say, once or twice a year or even just once a year? And it's really to put videos up on Facebook and say, look where we are. And, you know, yeah, um, that kind of thing. Surely they can't back up anything that they get, really. You know, no. like, I mean, if they hear something, how do they know that's on a repetitive stand that will go at the same time? same place the next well, the night
2: majority, the majority of them it, i mean there is a clear difference between taking a group of people to and i've done it for charity you know you take a group of nurses nuns not often nuns but you never know um people who want to raise money for charity by going to a haunted house because haunted houses houses are popular mm. and they're raising money for a good cause they're there to enjoy themselves they want to have the bejesus scared out of each other. Now that's a very different thing than um, telling uh, people we are doing a real investigation. Look, we've got cat toys and we've got these radios that talk to the dead, and we've got you know we're going to do real experiments because they're not. They're 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 just taking money and performing. Mm-hmm. And there there is you know if anything happened they're not equipped to to deal with it um you know if if and they don't they don't anyway because every noise i i've seen it so many times you know is there anybody there can you make a noise And somebody's chair will creak. thank you spirit can you do it again you know if you want us to leave make a noise do you really want to leave if you do make a noise well just to clarify is that a you wanted to make a you want us to leave make a noise or is that a <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> Are you sure now? Are you sure you want us to go?
2: Yeah, I mean, how many times have you heard that?
0: Now then you know, two hours
2: oh, later, they're still
1: on camera going, would you absolutely... like us to leave? I know, yeah. I know. Are you
2: absolutely sure that you really Sorry, really... I have to let the book out, I'll be back in a second.
1: Okay,
0: so what happens mm-hmm. if they didn't hear the sound by saying, okay, make a sound if you want us to leave, and they hear a sound, but they still stay? Don't get it. I don't get it. And then,
2: and then, of course, if I was—I mean, if I was a ghost and they were doing that,
0: I. I'd be be probably leaving a voicemail. But yeah, just Mm. f off. Like, would you just go? It's annoying.
2: The the other thing is, I mean, there there doesn't seem to be any consideration of uh, even basic, you know, logical issues because they'll say right we're going to do evp so they get the recorder out they set it up and they say and it's it's recording yeah and then they say oh um if you can hear my voice can you can you talk to the little box that's on the table and and make a noise um, and tell us your name and make the light flip or whatever they want to do with it yeah all right and then they play back the recording and you hear them saying can you and you hear you know oh my god it said its name <clears throat> now, yeah, yeah. how did the ghost hear them but they but they you see the ghost can hear them but they yeah. they can't hear the ghost unless it's on a tape or a recorder oh yeah and why is it when they're calling out, you know, if you're in a room that's quite, you know, sort of an average room and everybody can hear each other, why do they yeah. bellow at the top of the voice? Are ghosts a bit hard of hearing?
0: I don't know. I've seen it. I've, all I've of heard have Yeah. All of these I'm probably guilty positive of it questions. Myself. I am probably guilty of it myself at one point or a time saying... You know, I probably have a, a, my voice a little louder, but then now I just whisper. No, I don't whisper, but I just talk in my normal tone. And if you can hear me, great. And if you can't, then you can't. You know,
2: one of the another interesting one that I saw just a few years ago, just before lockdown, was um, the investigator um, was saying, Right, we're all going to. Um, we're all going to hold hands and in a circle and we're going to get, you know, we're going to try and get some answers. Yeah. <clears throat> and nobody, I don't want anybody to speak. Yeah. So they um, all joined the hands and then they all stood in the dark for about a minute. And then the investigator said, okay, play the tape back. And they played the tape. And of course, there was there's always noise on a recording. Always, you know, oh, people always. fidgeting, even yeah. noise by the recorder itself.
0: Yes, and yep.
2: they, so they had to listen to it. And they went, I i, I can hear a, a woman, I can hear now. They couldn't decide whether it was a man or a woman uh, mm. or what the name was. But eventually, they discussed it for a couple of minutes and came to the thing. At which point, yeah. the, the investigator declared that was proof because he had asked. The ghost to say its name in mm-hmm. his thought and he had, had, had sort of sent out that uh, so it was like well it didn't matter what you say you can always, you're just telling us the question afterwards kind of doesn't, yeah. you know it's yeah. like with Richard and I were at Barclay Castle once, Richard Felix and I at Barclay Castle and I got called oh, you've got to see this really amazing experiment um, I said okay what did, ashtray divination I'll let that sink in for a minute. Um, you don't want to
0: get astral?
2: Ashtray.
1: Ashtray. Ashtray. Oh, Jesus. I thought you said astral. <laughs> I thought you said
2: astral, well. Oh, no, ashtray divination. Now, we're all kind of au okay with the idea of tea, tea leaves and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So this this, this group were reading the alignment of cigarette butts in an ashtray. They would shake them around and ch- tip them out. And however the cigarette butts fell.
1: Oh, my God. Mm. Really? I you mean, know, I, I know. Like, I, I used to work in a healing centre in, in Dublin. And um, like that, I suppose when the locals like were kind of getting more to know you, coming and going and that type of thing, you know, like we I mean, on a Saturday night, like after work, we'd, we'd go into the local pub for a few drinks before we all headed off home. And with this one woman, she she kept on coming over. Like, every time we were in there, she kept coming over, like, you know, um, oh, do you see anything around me? You, you know? Mm-hmm. So we did actually tell her that we could read the bubbles in a pint. <laughs> and we passed the pint around. Did you? And the crap we were coming out with, you know, and, really- oh, yeah, oh, that makes sense to me. I know who that is. Oh, good Jesus. You know, like Mr. Smithers
2: i couldn't
1: I, um, the people people this, can be mean, very this,
2: gullible you know well this makes yeah. me sound in, incred, incredibly cynical and like not taking it seriously but i i, I my approach is based if, if it's a, a public thing um or you know if you're if you're evidently not worth my you know you're not doing it seriously and i don't mean like you know you've got the science (laughs) king but if you yourselves are just drifting from you know one minute they're doing table tipping two minutes later they're over there doing spirit box after five minutes they're bored of that so they they're off doing something else yeah uh they're just sort of hopping around the, the building and every squeak bump nobody's looking to find a cause if they hear a noise it's paranormal and you know you quickly realise that they're not. You...
0: Yeah, I understand what you're
1: saying. But see, again, it depends on who you're with. Are you with mediums and spiritualists or are you with investigators? Because my team aren't investigators. We're a team of mediums. So the way no, I look it's... at it is the difference between us and paranormal investigators is we look for communication. Investigators
2: yeah. look for proof. I mean, and I, I, I do respect really that. I completely respect that. What well, mm. I mean, it's interesting that you raise that because but, sorry to interrupt you, but <laughs> I
1: will turn around to our guests when it happens and say, No, sorry, love, that's your imagination. Or, No, I can explain that. Or, you know,
2: oh, I, I, this the subject of actually medium sensitive psychics, uh, because there is a bunch of labels. Um, mm. That's is all they are in, in haunted places is actually very, very new. Uh, if you look back through the literature of haunted houses, apart from, well, I, you can count literally on the fingers of one hand between 2000 and the mid-1850s, with the SPR and the Ghost Club being formed, how many times medium, psychics, sensitive, spiritualists went to haunted houses? They didn't. Because they didn't need to. They were interested in spirit communication, which they could do in the spiritualist church, in home seance circles. But then with the advent of television ghost hunting in the form of Most Haunted, which is 2001, 2002, they realized that conventional ghost hunting, which is basically sitting there waiting for something to happen, perhaps measuring the occasional thing, Mm -hmm. is... It's like watching paint dry. Yeah. So they went to they they, they went to Derek Acora who had um, a daytime uh, show on Granada television yeah. called Granada yeah. Breeze, where he did a bit of a psychic sort of spot. And he was, incre- right. as you can imagine, with Derek, incredibly popular.
1: Well, yeah. that
2: was the first time that you saw the use of a medium-led ghost investigation. And it was shown mm-hmm. week after week after week, and it became, you know, a big cult television uh, show. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, within, well, before the series had finished, you started to get paranormal groups who were medium led, sensitive led, or contained, um, you know, a significant number who were, and a whole new term, I'm a developing sensitive. Because they they were sort of feeding off one another, these, mm-hmm. these people who had discovered that they could go out ghost hunting, because, you know, you just form a gang of people and you go somewhere. Um, and then they start emulating and copying what they're seeing on television.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And sort of, they're not looking for the reasons why, you know, a light flickered. Or they heard a noise or smelt something, then mm-hmm. they don't want to look because it. They don't need to look because it's proof of the paranormal, like orbs were. Like, do you remember even before orbs, um, there I was have the it vo- the the I have it written down.
0: I have it written down here on my piece of paper in front of me. Orbs, because I wanted to ask you a question about orbs.
2: Go on then. <laughs>
0: How many so when, do you have? <laughs> when did
2: you become an orbologist? What?
0: When did you become an orbologist?
2: I, I had to study. Um, I studied at weekends I, uh, <laughs> I studied at a remote Tibetan monastery <laughs> did um, it really? for, for, for um, many years under um, mm-hmm. an old, very old monk, and uh, he, he, you know gave me this ancient knowledge of the orb can you share it with us no it's too ancient and too secret oh feck
0: <laughs> okay so we will all have still have to
2: well we i mean you could a- you could just read ghostology of course because it's the whole chapter in there on it
0: it is here it is here we have them here <clears throat> I am reading your books, and I do find—I yep. was telling you earlier—I do find them very fabulous. I understand what you're saying. I mean, it's it's really, um, it's written down what I think, and and I'm not even halfway through it yet, but it's it's fantastic.
2: The best for me, the best one is the final, the final chapter.
0: Really? Don't tell me because mm. I'm still going through it.
2: Well, I'm going through it. Oh, you can talk about but it if you want. It's, it's surprising, actually, how few people have realised um, that there's a final chapter. It's only one page long. Um, I have. I have, I have, I have the, the way it, yeah. it prints, it's, it's not immediately obvious it's there, and then they suddenly realise, and it's like this has been a serious book about the paranormal. I did see it got, on the
0: Paracoustus one. I did see in the Paracoustis yeah. one. There's a, a final mm-hmm. chapter in it. I'm not finishing yet, but I was kind of going through it to kind of pinpoint a few things. Uh, I, think
2: any, I, think, I think any book has to reflect the personality of the of the author. I mean, you can see that by the cover that those books are not your classic sort of ghost hunter, spooky cover. They're a little yeah. bit tongue in cheek. And if uh, and uh, Paracoustics was written for an academic university audience as well as the ordinary uh, reader yeah but mm. when we were putting it, uh, the book together cal and i um, i wanted to include just a little bit of the fun element and um again it's, it's surprising how often people don't notice these little fun tricks easter eggs that that have been snapped yeah. in <laughs>
0: Really? I'm looking forward to going through it. I'm looking I mean I haven't read in a long time since I got bloody social media on my phone and I fall asleep doing that. Now the reading is
2: spot on. But if you grab paracoustics. Yes. I'll give you one Easter egg. Turn to the back page. The back cover, I mean. Just the back cover. No, the back cover. Yeah.
0: Am I right? Yeah, this one here or the last page?
2: Yeah, Yeah, no, the back cover, the yellow cover. That's it. Read some of the testimonials.
0: (laughs) Jane, why are you laughing? You're making me nervous now. Uh, I was much interested in your note of the thirteenth, and the fancy that sounds with which you have to deal with of of the seismic origin, if if I'm saying that right. Such sounds I have often heard on the airwaves, if not the earth waves can be mechanically recorded. Uh, both non-acoustical electronic voice phenomena and the acoustical are described as seen as representing voices of the dead, as new electronic advances capable of communication in one form or another come into being paranormal phenomena and can be expected to be uh, expected to accompany their usage. That's from Raymond Bayliss. Um, and Mr. J. Byrne and Mr. T. Sant. Stainton. Uh two undergraduates of Christchurch, o- uh, Oxford, visit Borley and heard shuffling footsteps, swishing garments, faint whining or hooting, and a continuous wailing coming a sound coming from the blue room. A sound so subtle and penetrating that it could be heard all over the house. That's from Harry Price in eighteen eighty one to nineteen forty eight. The most haunted house in England,
2: nineteen forty. Yep. I am so Easter, I guess.
1: He did Borley as well, didn't he? Did you yeah. find? Did you find the Easter egg?
2: Yeah, there's an Easter egg on the back cover. Oh, jeez, now uh, at the does top. Does it top part say something like, like? Does it say something like an uplifting read?
0: Uh, let me just go to chapter. it uh, oh, okay. yes, an uplifting read, Daniel D. Home.
2: I'll let that one see.
0: I'm going to have to Google that one now. Jillian, <laughs> do you know, or am I the only one that doesn't know? And uplift and read. Now,
2: D.D. Hume was a very famous medium in the um, late part of I the think. 19th century, who was most famous for his, um, there you go, D.D. Hume, uh, famous for his levitations.
0: Oh, good God,
2: <laughs> because he, you know, so I mean, you know, we, we just rolled that one in there like an uplifting read That's, by DD. Oh, Didi. my gosh, yeah, yeah. I mean, somebody I said, with ghostology, I mean, ghostology has got it, it's not quite that subtle in ghostology, as you can imagine,
1: because
2: hmm. acoustics was an academic book. Ghostology is a little bit more of just go to the back page, go well, on, I'll show you the Easter egg. This one here? No, the back page. Oh,
0: the back page, the last one.
2: Page. page. Not <laughs> a small cow, far away. No, cow.
0: This is the back page suggested for the reading.
2: No, no, keep going. Okay.
0: Uh, and finally,
2: mm. is that yeah. the one? Do you want me to read it out? Have you, no, but have you ever seen anything like that in a, in a academic book?
0: No, I haven't. And I liked it. I kind of liked it. I, I kind of want to read it now. I don't want to read it yet until I get to the end of the book.
2: Do you know, you can't spoil it.
0: Okay, okay.
2: And and also because, as it says, well, you can re- read out what it, what, you know because that, that, there's only two lines, isn't it?
0: Two, no no no. It has often been said that ghost investigation is boring. Let's face it, at 3 a.m., most people would prefer prefer to be in bed than stalking ghosts in gloomy corridors or staring, staring mindlessly at a monitor in the hope of seeing a headless orb float past. <laughs> well, if you have reached the end of ghostology, you st- and you still have several hours to wait until dawn's early light and you can pack away the ghost gadgets. Here's a little word, search to keep, uh, here's a little word search to keep you occupied. Good luck and thank you for reading Ghostology.
2: Yeah, and in the finest tradition of the subject, there are no clues.
0: No, there are no, and I'm like, I'm going back up through the paragraph to see where the clue is and there isn't. No. So you, listen, Amazon. Amazon get it if you haven't got it get it it is a fantastic read I haven't read a book in years but for anyone who's a ghost investigation enthusiast or is it a ghost investigator or researcher researcher Guess these books they are fantastic they are brilliant um and I'm I'm so intrigued and I was going through them tonight um because I have a few things down and some of them is audio I am an audio enthusiastic. I am all about the audio, and I'm going to say it. I am definitely one of them that is all about the audio. Say, being in a room, <clears throat> and that's what I was talking to, to, to you today about kind of playing a piece of audio that I'd like you to hear that we weren't in the building at the time. But um, uh, I'm going to put this up for a second thing because Anthony Paracusa. It took him a year to digest it in a good way. That's Anthony.
2: Um, if you use um i always found it was much easier to digest if you used custard or gravy or depending whether you wanted savory okay. or sweet
0: there's a secret text in the convention logo no one has cracked it yet i'm going to sorry steve go ahead my glasses are not great
2: enough go ahead
0: digest? Uh, say that again Hello? say what again what did you say?
2: Nothing. That was an EVP. Oh.
0: Can, can you say that again? I can you just confirm what you said? Could you say it again, please? <laughs>
1: that sounded like somebody's name. <laughs> Would well, I heard Jenny? Did anybody hear Jenny? <laughs> <laughs> Come forward. We're all friends here. Oh look, we have a new I've friend here. I like about the day with the unexplained though. Um, how did you find the weekend of the Donald Day of the Unexplained? Did you have a good time?
2: It was brilliant, absolutely yeah, fantastic. Great weekend. The, 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 the work that Anthony and Murray and the t- the whole team had put on um to make that happen. Um it, it was fantastic. I mean, yeah. There are, I get to go to a few Paracons and the Irish ones. Um, I used to go to the Dublin Paracon and they were always good, yeah. but this one, you know, straight out the box, day one, uh, for you know, their very first event, I don't think they put a foot wrong. Yeah, yeah. no, you
1: they're know, brilliant, it, very well, so together, yeah.
2: well organized. It was, yeah, you know, the participants, um, the audience, the speakers, but the whole thing just ran.
1: The entertainment
2: the end well that was you um i thought you were brilliant um <laughs> although I'm, yeah,
0: I'm
1: Jenny. maybe
2: maybe next time you're doing the feather and balloon dance <laughs>
1: yeah I was Lana, maybe yeah, yeah. yeah you see yeah. I, I forgot yeah. my white stick. Not, when it,
2: not where it's windy so I not when use it's windy. my
1: psychic abilities without my <laughs> white stick <laughs> <laughs> no when it's windy
2: <laughs> i didn't know you were blind <laughs> I didn't was I know because Murphy I was, psychic
1: or was it psychic because I was blind.
2: Well, somebody <laughs> said to me, "Have you met?" Because I went, you know, when I went for a walk in the afternoon, and they said, "Oh, Killian yeah. Murphy's over there." Is said No, she's up at the, oh, the centre. Oh, you're going to go and see Killian? I've been with her all bloody afternoon. No, Killian Murphy. I've been with her, and then I got into trouble for my wife, who's a big fan <laughs> of Peaky Blinders, and.
1: Yeah, Jesus, I think if they found me now, it would bring you mean into Peaky Blinders. I'm not the only one who never watched Peaky Blinders.
2: But no, let's, go back, let's go back to the day of the unexplained Ian, because it was, yes, as I said yes. afterwards, it was kin awesome. Absolutely it awesome. Um was, actually, it was a great weekend. I mean, the next morning, the, the Sunday morning, the the one thing I would do differently, you know, Michael Benson was generous enough, as indeed Gillian was on standby um to get me back to the boat mm. but i don't think i slept a wink that saturday night because i thought i was the whole night it was like uh, what if he what if he doesn't wake up what if he oversleeps what if mm-hmm. i don't even know what room he's in um how do i you know it was like I four o'clock in the morning
1: room he was in, either.
2: yeah at four o'clock in the morning it was like should i just get an uber to um, walk
1: Gillian, I,
0: I was reading the comment there. What did you? Sorry, Steve. What did you say, Gillian?
1: I said I don't think he knew what room he was in either. Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> oh
0: <no>. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
1: Don't care to say it to his face.
0: <laughs> Hi, Michael. Thanks for watching.
1: <laughs> but going back to the day of the unexplained, do you think it's something that would run well on an annual basis?
2: Oh, definitely definitely i i said to anthony and mary the only change i would have made just one tiny change i would have started and finished an hour earlier
1: yeah yeah oh god there was,
2: there was quite a group of people who'd come down from the north um mm-hmm. or over from the west coast and it was about six six seven o'clock they were having to they were having to leave and you know like oh we're really you know we'd love to stay and see the panel and but they couldn't so if it started an hour and there were so many people there at 10 o'clock that actually probably could have started at 10. Um, Yeah that is is the only change I would make. Okay. And that's for a first event you know normally there's a few problems and a few hiccups and you you sort of expect you expect that but they had covered every single base and you could tell i mean throughout the day that they didn't relax at all they were constantly you know making sure that the speakers were ready
0: oh i knew who was going to jump off there for a (gasps) tickety-boo
1: come forward steve come forward
0: steve can you hear us if you can can you make a sound Did you hear that? Did you fucking hear that? <laughs> Steve, if you want us to stay, can you make a sound? Oh, God. Did you hear that? Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 so, folks, this is live. So this He is gets the happening. microphone, Steve. <laughs> I was going to do that, but I'm not going to push it too much. <laughs> Mary said, Here he is. He's back. I'm go. <laughs> uh, Steve. I can hear you. I can. I think I see Steve. I think I see an apparition foreman. Uh, oh my- I, I'm picking up something. Can you see it? He's. Can you see him? Oh my god!
2: <laughs> Am I back? So yeah, I'm just seeing Mary. They're saying that they're that they're planning already. Well, I I hope that that um, I really hope that I get invited back i will probably get I killed have...
1: for this. But do, you think, but, but do you think it'd be a good idea to make it a two-day event?
2: Yes, you
0: will get killed for it.
1: No, you
2: actually, you wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. On balance, I think that it <laughs> would. But I would make the two days slightly different from each other. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. Totally. Yeah. You know, um... But you know, actually, they, I'm gonna them, them. I am not going to tell them what to do because they did such a fantastic oh, no, job. No, no,
1: no, no, nor no, 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 no would I suggest it. I just I a mean, suggestion, I think, I
2: think, you know. You know, I, I think that you know, there is a cost of living price kind of thing, there mm-hmm. is it does cost money to get people to these events, and people, yeah, yeah. Are, oh. know, like, mm-hmm.
1: I, <laughs> think, I
2: think that you know, if it were me, I would do next year. As a two-day event and then i would do a two-day event every other year
1: yeah so yeah. that
2: people because the danger is if if an event is every single year mm-hmm. it becomes a little bit stale after a while because you know it's like well what we're going to do next year what we're going to do next year yeah if
1: it's an annual thing with the same speakers or the same demonstrations or whatever else people will know what to expect yeah, and whereas I if it's every it other that's year that's why becomes... the two-day event where you could kind of bring in more, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And if it if it's every other year it becomes something to look forward to. Yes. And yeah. got, yeah, you, can, yeah. you can you can you can put, you know, a longer period of planning in. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Um, yeah.
2: So and and I would definitely, you know, if it were me, I'd definitely be talking to some of the some of the uh, um accommodation venues about sponsorship
0: absolutely that's a bloody brilliant idea you
2: are bringing a large number of people to their establishment Mm
1: -hmm.
2: um you know so say well do you want to do you want to sponsor us we'll put your you know we'll promote your hotel uh, yeah um and it all helps to bring the cost down a little bit it does Yeah,
0: yeah i thought it was my first one that i ever went to and it was just brilliant Brilliant to meet teams that I've spoken to before, and to kind of meet up with them. I had so much fun. My team had so much fun. We had a great day. We are we, you know, we had
2: that a great week. Nice, yes. I think that was one of the that was one of the nice things because you, you don't see it over here. Um, the you got all the teams were coming together, and they were sort of uh, there was no tribalism. Mm, they were absolutely. they were sort of you know networking with one another, talking <laughs> to one another, sitting, you know, just yeah. just being with one another. Whereas often you'll find that you know it, it, it can get a bit tribal sometimes. You know, oh yeah. don't sit with them, they're the team from uh... but there's none of that in Ireland. You know, you don't see this. Um, you know, there is this cultural cultural thing. Um yeah. <laughs> They did a fantastic. Well, I think that
1: was thing. evident as well from from the reviews and and the kind of notes okay. and comments of thanks that went up on the day of the unexplained page yeah. as well. You know, yeah. I mean, everybody on there we were friendly on the day and then like that mm. friendly afterwards. You know, so it yeah. was it was great and meeting new people. Also, I, I mean,
2: it was a met. huge, fantastic crack in the foyer and you know in the in the chipper because people oh. were for going on mass <laughs> and. You know, yeah. there was like it was like almost like a second conference because you would you would do your talk yeah. and you'd sit and listen to the speakers, yeah. but then you would come out <laughs> and you would and then- you would share stuff, you know, outside over a over yeah. a couple. Of, I mean, it wasn't raining because the foyer is quite yeah, smaller. Yeah. But um, yeah, I you know, if they can bring the cost down by gaining sponsorship, um, yeah. and I think next time I'm definitely gonna have the car. Because you know, I'm I'll, I'll go to sleep then. Because I have, I've got, you know, like it's a terrible like. Because if I miss that boat in the morning, and I, I know, everybody ah, yeah, like, I know, yeah,
1: yeah,
2: everybody was being unbelievably helpful, but it got a bit sort of like, will I make the boat? Will I? Because if I did not make the boat that. 12 out 12, yeah, 12 13 right. hours later. well, next time, I go was, on a
1: laser boat, well,
2: yeah, well, not first in the morning. Yeah, but you know what the problem then is? It well, gets into Pembro- it gets into Pembrokeshire at Pembroke, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah. Oh yeah.
1: My yeah. gosh! Mm. If, uh, well, you're coming over to me oh. in the summertime, and um, we're dragging Mr. O'Keefe as well. Um, if he gets us mm, back
2: I'm together, I'm looking because I've never. I mean, I've been to Charleville. And I've been to Kennedy and I've been to Offaly. Yeah. I've never been to yeah. Leap Castle. Ever. You haven't? Um, no, oh, no. I've never you. been to Leek Castle.
0: Fabulous. Oh, yeah, back in April. we back in the 29th of April. I mean, oh, I'm, I'm,
2: I'm not you know, not expecting. Leap Castle. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> just, it just turned it into a it. moon. <laughs>
0: there it is. But, it's a beautiful um, place. It's amazing. You would expected. like it. I mean,
2: for me, there is an element of kind of going home because, um, as my real surname, um, I have ancestry from uh, Parsons Town.
0: You do. Yes, you do, actually. Yeah, yeah.
2: So, and I have some um, bits and bobs relating to the Hellfire Club, I, which one of my yeah. ancestors, one of my ancestors was a... Founder of. In fact, yeah. they're not very far yet. Um Where are they? Where are they? Yeah, oh, have you moment. got them
0: there? Oh, yeah, go get them.
1: Are these the ones you were talking about when we were uh, at the day? Yeah, of the little brass thing that's doing that. Yeah.
2: There he is. Where is he? Come, come, come here, you little brass thing. Oh, hang on, Tom. Oh, there you go. Oh, bring what it back a cap? wee
0: bit. Bring it towards your face. <laughs>
2: they
0: turn I, around I mean, I
2: mean wait a second let me just fix this problem
0: okay i can um, hear someone in my kitchen what have you got oh you've got you with you who's in the kitchen
2: where's the other oh, there kitchen. one second one second how do you do this then oh i stream your no that's not that's wrong
1: Oh, he's yeah. gone again oh he's still there he's still there, there. okay i'm just laughing mary has a comment up saying we needed this after covid and all the lockdowns
0: where is this where's oh i did Before see
1: it. lockdowns
0: oh no no he's still here he's still here oh, oh. mary has to go gotta go guys my last night here oh but my mama say happy, happy birthday birthday, mary's mommy happy birthday. Before I head back to Ireland tomorrow, thanks for the ta- chat. Thanks for watching, Mary. Thank you so much. Safe travel home and tell your mom happy birthday.
2: Right, so there's... Oh, gosh. There
0: the
1: is. is
2: that right. the original...
1: So is, to Hellfire? And you, you can see this one's a bit squashed. That's the one that was buried, though, isn't it? Oh, gosh.
2: Right. This was the, the smaller one, his little brother. This is the one that was given to the members of the Hellfire. That's
0: just... Are they originals? Yeah. Wow. And you have them.
1: Yeah, the, the brass one was they found do. in a shallow grave. Um, up at the back of Killikey House, as far as I remember.
2: That's crazy. We have this nice little uh, statue of one of my ancestors. Oh, <laughs> shit. She's
0: lovely. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i, wanted, I want to do you know what i want to do now steve i want to play a bit of audio
2: for you okay because, if that's all right I, we're gonna run out of time soon aren't we if i don't
0: show oh, yeah that's what i want to get i want to play it now i want your i mean you don't have to give my your full opinion i i can send it to you privately as well but i'd like to play it no, no,
2: let's go for it. it
0: okay um so this is from the drawter museum Millmount. this is one of Emerald Isle Paranormal Researcher's locations. And only our team goes into it. So there's not an array of different teams going into it. We're doing it about six years. Uh, and it's where it's, it was in army, British Army Barracks at one stage. Oliver Cromwell had came and attacked Drogheda Town, my town. And myself and Alan, he's the vice chairperson of the location. He comes to every, loca- uh, every investigation with us. So we were there one day. We had left a REM pod a recorder in the third floor and we left it we locked up and we went home so the next day Alan went in to pick up the recorder and did a um playback and he sent me what he got so I said um just let me get it so it's probably to I'm not going to tell you what's happening it's just that it was it was attack against the Metallo Tower of the Draw Museum Millmount. So I'm gonna play it here now for you. Um, let me know what you think, let me know what you hear. So give me a second, because I'm kind of new to sharing this screen thing going on. Maybe turn your volume up a little bit. Nobody has been in the building, has been kept in there overnight. Nobody has been in the building. Alan was the only one with the keys. He was a, a person at the time. So I'm going to see if I can do this and do it properly. I have it here. I'm going to put my microphone on mute because it doesn't mute us and I'm going to play it now. I'm going to get us back to the very beginning. Did you yeah.
1: get anything from it? Yeah. Oh, well, I would say my speakers or something just aren't good enough for it. I couldn't hear it the way you would you say you'd, eat it. So you'd have to send it some privately for headphones as well. Yeah.
2: Was it? Was, I'm, I'm going to presume it, was, it wasn't it was Darth Vader. Um, <laughs> but, but what was. Um, about about halfway through because it does sound like somebody you could you know you could you could imagine someone speaking a bit like Darth Vader, you know, this Yes you do hear a voice, yeah, you do hear a
0: voice a voice in it, a few voices. Yeah. yeah
2: well so by the time it got to halfway through, yeah, I I began to notice it was quite regular that repetitive? it was yeah repetitive and quite regular okay okay um, and in fact I noticed because I was I was I don't know if anybody noticed but I was sort of going one two three four and it was and beyond that you know it is like I've got software that can that could help analyze it that would be great just,
1: yeah. It, it, so you when, when it, you hear it, when, when you actually hear it on headphones, though, you would understand why in. there's repeated like yeah. repetition in us.
2: The the best thing to do, um uh, yeah. f- I mean <clears throat> I I'm not in a position I mean, to give you an answer. Um that's okay. I, no,
0: no, no, that's I,
2: okay. I I would be reluctant to just dismiss it and throw the baby out with the bathwater. Absolutely,
0: it's on, my baby. On,
2: on one or two occasions we've also managed to obtain recordings that, that you know are baffling Yes. Um, so i'm i yeah send me the send me the recording and but and there is there is a caveat um it will take quite a few weeks for me to there's
0: no rush on it there's no rush you can't it's, rush something. First that of unique. all,
2: first of all, it's it's a the analysis is quite a long process, and yes. secondly, um, they've got me quite busy doing some some stuff for getting the training ready for ASAP. So it's trying to fit it in when. So, but but yeah. send me the file. Send me the, send me the recording.
0: You, I will send uh, you the recording, and you can go through it when you want. When you when you can go through
2: it, there's and, no rush. And I would suggest rather than play the second one. Um, oh, you know, yes, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm aware of the time. If you send me them both, and then maybe I'll come on in six weeks or eight weeks, yeah. and we'll see what we yeah. can, you know, even if you just pop up for half an hour and on one of the shows and say, you know, I've been able to it, do this. And
0: We're doing an EVP uh, show on the 22nd, and probably you're busy on the 22nd of April, but I'd like to do it privately with you or on a different show with you. The second one would be ITC from phone to phone. Okay. I understand what's being said, but I'd like your opinion on it too. But yeah. I will really I,
2: I, I mean I can't make any promises, but you know, in terms That's, of I listen. might I might not be able to do anything with it because it might just be, you know, one that you can't explain. Um yeah. but yeah, you know, I think it's intriguing enough to take it uh, seriously and to really give it give it some attention. Thank um, but I'm very reluctant to say, oh, yes, that's a, you know, that's a, a classic." Well, yeah. Kids. Yeah. So, oh, gosh.
0: Um, no, no, no. Absolutely. I, even I'm the but, same with it. I know the location, but, but I'm kind of um, like.
2: Of, as a result of my PhD work on paracoustics and sound, mm-hmm. um, I have, uh, I had a software engineer designed for me, um, so yeah. a computer package that allows me it, it won't tell me whether it's a voice, but it, it'll yeah. help me to um, remove the frequencies that aren't normal human voices and see yeah. what you're left with. And it allows yeah. me to do, you know, to do things with the, with the sound file to try and get a better sort of ear for it.
0: I would even appreciate that you would even listen to it and go through it. I think and, it's and, worth, I think,
2: you know, I'm not just doing it because, you know, you asked me. I'm doing it because it genuinely sounded interesting enough to, um, and it might also be worth if if it is um, does seem to be interesting. Is perhaps we'll get Dr. Anne Winsper, my colleague in parascience whose PhD wow. is in EVP research, to to come on and talk about it. As well.
0: Listen, I would be barren, Listen, what do you want, and I'll give it to you. You know, I would love that. Well, I'm I'm just obsessed with EVP. I'm obsessed well,
2: I, with I, Yeah, th- I, I think that that's one of the dangers with with paranormal investigating, um, because if you if you if you set out to get EVPs, because of the technology that's being used, um, it's mm. it's kind of inevitable that you will get sounds on your recorder when you play it back. Yeah. But then you listen to it back because you were there and you know the, and you are front loading the psychology of the of the um, the listening. Um, in in yeah. paracoustics, there's actually a section on how to listen to EVP and how to deal with EVP.
0: That's and really
2: good. It's also, a, it's also a, you know it's covered in ghostology because the best way to do it is to give it to people who aren't even interested in the subject. If I'm honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and get them. It's called blind listening tests. Um, Gosh, sounds no. a bit of an oxymoron. But um, when when people know or expect uh, or have got an idea what they're listening to, mm-hmm. it kind of it kind of changes the way that they are listening. I totally now, understand. I, I can give you an example that happened on Most Haunted during one of the Most Haunted lives. Uh, because EVP was quite fashionable, and mm. they decided yeah. that at the start of the live three-day marathon, they were going to play some EVPs on the first night, um, mm. and then running along the bottom of the screen, um, the list the viewers at home could um, write in, text the programme, and you know suggest what they what, what they, they thought hear. it was. So there yeah. were five of them in in all, and. On the the, the the first time that they they so they played them and then people started texting in and then during the show, during the the live they would periodically put what people were hearing, you know, mm. Mary in Birmingham said that she could hear a man saying "I'm going to kill Yvette. Um, whereas Fred in London was saying, you know, it's a man's voice and he's saying, you know, take the dog for a walk. They were just completely random yes but then yeah. people started to read what it said on the bottom of the screen then by the end yeah it's
1: a paradox and then by the end, end
2: on the third night they were saying this is astonishing 80 percent of people are all hearing the same thing now you're... if you were at the day of will explained i gave a very short demonstration of how we're actually quite rubbish at hearing and how yeah. it, we, <laughs> we start thinking that we know what we're listening to, when in actual fact, you know, we're listening to something entirely different. Yeah. And so EVP is, uh, in fact, again, uh, EVP is something that that really is brand new in terms of you know the the long history of uh, psychical research is brand new in the field because EVP research goes back to. Uh, well people th- always say oh it was Jurgens and Raudiva and blah blah blah. actually it was being done in the in the Victorian era. Um, people were using telephones or telephone communications with the dead um, mm-hmm. a long time before people gave it the fashionable title of electronic voice phenomena. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was always done. As with Raudiva, Jurgenson, and and the other EVP researchers, like um, like the the there's a German Institute for Metaphysics. Um, they always do it in special EVP laboratories, and they set up these you know these um, their equipment. But ghost hunters, with the advent of television ghost hunting, f- then take the recorders into haunted houses, which was almost never done and given that they're actually using relatively inexpensive not very you know technical equipment you know normally the cheapest thing that you can get off amazon these the, the equipment itself is is actually intrinsically noisy and they're holding it you know they they they're waving the recorder around mm-hmm and exactly. the way their yeah. hand is, is rubbing on the case it's making noise yeah. uh they place it on the table and they walk around or they they change their weight from foot to foot and it makes yeah. small noises that they're not yeah. actually hearing but the recorder is is more than capable of picking yeah. up yeah and then when they play it back there's all these weird noises that they didn't hear
0: yeah yeah i totally uh, I,
2: I, I mean one of the one of the weirdest uh, or the most bizarre encounters with a with supposed evp that i've ever had was um a group testing an evp recorder and they said you know if there's anybody here if you can hear my voice uh tell me your name or is there anybody here and then they mm-hmm. played the recording back and you hear very clearly on the recording um, so they go. If there's a, is there anybody here? Can you hear my voice? You hear them say it, and then you hear,
0: yes, it's <laughs> sort of
2: really ready, and a very clear, yes, yeah. Oh, not that's not that's none of us. None of us said anything. When we use the software, and we mm-hmm. we took a recording of each of their or sample of each of their voices, because everybody's got a slightly different voice um it was actually one of the investigators they're not speaking aloud as in deliberately willfully um you know trying to trick the recording but you know how sometimes it was just a the sheer they wanted the thing so much they they were actually sort of thinking out loud and saying yes without even realizing they were doing it I'd be so annoyed. <laughs> but, be so annoyed. But this is unfortunately, as I you know, as I said at the day of the unexplained, our brain is well, it's our greatest ally, but it's also our, our, and our greatest asset, but it's also our greatest enemy because yeah. it can place so tricks on us, and we have to trust. You know, I know what I saw. I know what I heard. Well, actually, yeah. to a to a psychologist. We don't because we we don't see or hear anything the brain does and it makes tries to make sense of what's hearing. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so we have to trust it because if we didn't trust our senses, we wouldn't be able to cross the road, you know, we'll, we'll get hit by the first car that came around the corner and um, Because we wouldn't, you know, trust that oh, I can hear a car coming or oh, I can see a car coming, yeah. Um, we trust our senses because they are necessary for our survival, but our sense, our brain isn't listening in the sense that we think we listen, it's Mm -hmm. trying to, and that's why we see shapes in in the fires and patterns and
0: because our brain
2: is wired, yeah, because our brain is wired. To try and make sense of the world that's around us, yeah. And as, as I demonstrated uh, in my talk, just little, you know, brief samples of how the brain can be fooled mm-hmm. easily. And you know, we forget that even the most scientific um, investigator is a human being and is completely fallible, completely foolable. I'm that's just hilarious. as you know i'm just as likely to fall for these brain traps as anybody else it's just that i'm mm-hmm. more aware that they that they happen and try to yeah. take some steps to mitigate them um, but we you know it's it's a we're human beings and it's yeah, you know, we, we have more to- foul of these um tricks that our brain can play
0: i think when it comes to the audio when i say saying like i was obsessed with audio not at a point that I would make myself hear something. I'm, I'm that pain in the arse that I will debunk a lot of stuff before I can say. Yeah, but your uh, point—not that
1: you would make yourself hear something. It's because yes, you yes, want yes. so much to hear something, your well, brain no, kicks no, in by itself. No, well, I'm not, not
2: only audio. not only that, Jill, but Jenny is a human being.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know,
2: you, you are you are in a haunted building. Looking for some (laughs) evidence of the paranormal. Yes, you are. You are. You have. You have so front-loaded the amount of expectation Mm -hmm. that it becomes kind of inevitable that these that these that these um, brain tricks can happen.
0: But there was one one night on Saturday night. Sorry, sorry. one
2: One of the things that we worked very hard um when we were looking at how how is the best way to investigate a location is mm. we worked incredibly hard for 20 years to try to stop our investigators investigating mm. because when you take a group of people to a building and say right just be there they still know that they're in a haunted building And they still, you know, there is still this tendency to attribute every sound, squeak, bump, noise, draft to the paranormal.
0: I have to go through over 900 EVPs now to think, Jennifer, did you hear it? Did you not? I was doing audio a few nights ago. And like when I'm sitting here with the headphones and, you know, listening and watching and then something pops out of nowhere and I immediately make it out. Not that my brain is making it out. I immediately know what's being said. I have it. I have it filed away, and so on. There was no questions being asked. The audio, the recorder, was just sitting there. But something said something that I can make out what's being said. So, should I take that as my brain telling me what was being said, or I don't know.
2: This? We don't know. What, what, this, what you can say, to, what, what, as a researcher, as an investigator, what you can say for certain is mm-hmm. if there is a sound that has been recorded. Then the laws yeah. of physics mean that there was something making a sound, yes, right? This
0: you, you can make it what's been said,
2: now, yeah. No, no, no. If you hit if your recorder has recorded uh, a noise, a sound, yes. yeah. yeah, then there is definitely you know a sound that's 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 happened. Yep. what you as an investigator have got to do is determine the cause of that sound okay and that's where, yeah. that's where you have to look at all of the potential possible we did we did one um investigation many years ago and it sounded like um when the investigator played the recording back it sounded like footsteps mm-hmm. running down a, running down a flight of steps and the recorder yeah. was at the bottom of the steps yeah okay and they said, and they said, Oh, have a listen to this. And it did. It sounded just like somebody running down, you know, a small, perhaps a sort of young child, but not a t- you know, not a tiny child running yeah. down the stairs. Now w- we were lucky on that occasion, and we learned a, a very valuable lesson about from it that we had a camera, we had a video camera running on at the same place. Yeah. So we looked at the video footage to see was there anything. You know, that could have caused the sound.
0: Yeah.
2: As the sound event happened, an investigator at the top of the steps dropped a pencil. You know, the pencil they were writing with, and it bounced down. It bounced down the steps, end over end down all the steps. Now, the 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 the, nobody really bothered. You know, a couple of people like, oh, they've dropped the pen. Um, because it was quite a quiet sound, but you the recorder think- at the bottom, which was sitting on a hard wooden step, didn't pick it up with the microphone. But you know the noise you get when you're touching stuff, and this yes. thing was. So you ended up with this really quite loud set of bu- 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 that sounded yeah, like-, like somebody. Else. But in actual to- oh, fact, it was bouncing down the steps. That's brilliant. So That's what we amazing. what we did we took two steps to avoid that. One, we always cover an audio recorder with a video camera, yes. and secondly, secondly, um, we went out and we went to the local pound shop um, and we bought a load of cheap bath sponges. And now, when we put a, an audio recorder down on a hard surface, we always put a bath sponge underneath it. Because that takes out some of the reverberation. Oh. Of the case.
0: I'm writing this that's down.
2: <laughs> it's in Ghostology. Use a bath sponge.
0: That's brilliant. So you put that underneath, you put the record on top of it. Yeah. Take the sound away. It, it acts like I a the it yet, I,
2: vibration. That's really, I mean, folks. I mean, I mean there, was, there was another occasion. You, know, you don't have to have a lot of ghost tech. Um, on one occasion, we were in North Wales on a case, and one of the things that was supposed to happen is a door was supposed to swing backwards and forwards. Right. So the door would move slowly over over a period of time,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and we wanted to say, well, can we find some proof that the door's moving? And there was there was different suggestions from different people. You know, we could we could set up a laser. So so the laser will measure the distance of the door and we could do all these sort of what we actually ended up doing was we got a sheet of paper and taped it to the floor. We then got a a pencil and taped it to the door. So if the door, it drew a line on the piece of paper and we could measure then the length of the line. It was that you don't need high tech.
0: Deadly, listen. Do you know what I bought myself? I'm gonna, like oh, I said, are,
2: yeah, we're gonna have to because I'm, yeah, yeah I, like, I'm watching it.
1: as well. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: the, 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 uh, the I bought this right, baby monitors, yeah, 25 euro. Like, you're like the sponge, the door, and the pencil, it's brilliant.
1: This... So we can have it on there in the kitchen area. But that's because like, I mean what Steve is explaining and suggesting is kind of kind of basic to him. Mm-hmm. So because Go teams up, over here just, are basing themselves on goes to think about international the and taps, they're copying them. So they don't yeah. realize what an investigation actually is.
2: What well, you're I there mean, to do is to gain some proof that things are happening.
1: Absolutely. Now, you, absolutely you
2: can you can set up you know a thousand pounds worth of laser range finding high-tech equipment and you can or you can just use a pencil and some some uh, masking tape and a piece of paper
1: that's so it you
2: don't need all this high-tech i'll i'll give you one i'm because I'm, I'm gonna have to go um but I'll, I'll i'll end it with one with one unfortunate lesson that we learned because we were we were faced with a, a situation that many investigators are faced with, which is mm-hmm. stuff happens when you're least expecting it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you're, going, you're going off for a break, and then as people are walking around for the break, they suddenly see something at the corner of the eye or see yeah. something at the end of the corridor, or and they go, "Oh my god!" Uh, well, did you? Have, no, no, we turned the cameras off because we were going for a break. So we got everybody equipped with body cams. Yes. These were shoulder mounted, like the police have. These were shoulder have mounted. One? I have
0: one, yeah. Yep. Yep.
2: Um, and so we 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 had all the investigators wear one of these and switch mm-hmm. it on um whenever they you know weren't investigating. Yeah. So yeah. they would turn it on. And we stopped doing it after the first investigation.
0: Why? Because
2: one of our investigators decided he was going to for a bathroom break. Oh, okay. And you know, dutifully had his camera on. Went off to the bathroom, <laughs> and the camera is slightly angled down. And we stopped doing it after that. When he did it, the once.
0: <laughs> well, um, well, I do. I kind of like leave it on. Sometimes I don't wear it. Sometimes I leave it in the best places. Like what well, well, I
2: remember, you know. What we learned was people forget that there are cameras there sometimes. We, we, we were, I'll give you one last story, then I'm definitely going. We, we, we were asked by, there was a, um, a family, and they had, um, you know, it was mom, dad, a couple of teenage kids, and they were having some weird stuff taking place on the um, landing outside of the bedrooms. Hey. Things moving about and falling over, and door. A cupboard door with opening and closing so we set up we gave them um a cctv camera
1: mm-hmm.
2: we we plumbed it into their home vcr this was in the days when everybody had a vcr under the television mm-hmm. and we plugged it into their vcr and gave them a big stack of vhs cassette tapes so you can tell you how long ago this was yeah jesus uh, every week every week we would we would go along pick up the recording tapes and drop off a fresh supply of new tapes. And then Mm -hmm. we would watch them. After after we made two or three visits, so like two or three weeks of these recordings, so every night as they went to bed, they'd switch the VCR on downstairs and it would record. After two or three weeks, we stopped and we said to the family, no, what we want you to do is we want you to watch the recordings before you give them to us. Because what okay. had happened is, the camera had been there for that long, standing in you know in the middle of the landing, at, at, you know the end of the banister rail, that yeah. the family completely started to forget about it. They were like you know, it, it was just there. It was just always there. Okay. And there were there were two events where a member of the family got up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And didn't you know didn't even register that the cameras were running these night this <laughs> night vision camera was running okay and then we realized that you know ethically they should see the footage and then they could realize that they were perhaps showing too much so too you know much? you've got to yeah
0: too much well, the camera just... was
2: pointing towards the camera was pointing towards the bathroom door, and the bathroom door oh, was open.
0: A... We don't want to see that. A... Nobody wants to see exactly. that.
2: Exactly. But you've got to, you've got to sort of be mindful that once you know you set up a piece of equipment for a long period of time, and people just forget it's there.
0: To you, well, let me tell you the, the audio, the recorder is good because I used to. Um, I don't do it now. I used to have about six recorders going at the same time. Let me tell you, I've learned you don't have six recorders going at the same time because you've got extra work and you've got contamination, a lot
2: of it. So, no. Well, for every, you know, people people go, you know, they, they take every piece of item in the in the equipment box and say, look, I mean, there was a group, bless them, at, uh, the day they explained that they had a huge table full of equipment. Yeah. Now if you if you take six six audio recorders and run them for 10 hours, that's 60 hours of sound that you've got to listen to. Now, I know. almost no, no human being can focus their attention for 60 hours.
0: I've so done it. I've done it.
2: Basically, drown yourself under the amount of data that you're generating. So if yeah. you're gonna use equipment, then then target the equipment. On the phenomena that's reported that's, years well, ago, that's... and I've told this story. I've told this story a thousand times. I was sent a CD ROM. Again, shows you how long ago it was. And on the CD yeah. ROM, a, a group said, "Can you have a look at these pictures for me? Because you know, some some weird stuff. We'd like your opinion." No. So they put all the pictures, three hundred something pictures, onto a CD ROM and sent them to me. And I said, um, "Yep, brilliant. Just received it in the post." And um, by the way, what, what's the phenomenon that's reported? Oh, uh, loads of footsteps running up and down the corridor. What? What's the yep. footsteps
0: in the corridor? Chica? Mama, see. Loads
2: of footsteps running up and down the corridor. And they sent me a CD ROM with 300 and whatever it was still photographs. No. So like... no. Wouldn't it have been better no. to put uh, no. an audio recorder and a camcorder there? But
0: well, so. because see, I've learned now, like I'm in the field, I'm in the field uh, many years, but you gotta learn. I have learned, and I have a few, I've got a few recorders because I do love the EVPs, but let me tell you, I will take two recorders with me. One if in the coffee room when we have left it, one always in my hand, that everything I'm doing that night is on that recorder that I can download, and one in the hotspot area. That
2: is it. Do you know what? Do you know what we? Uh, each of our investigators has, a, has a, a Zoom H1 sound recorder with them all the time. Do you, right know you're you know what we use them for? Your best. What for? Witness interviews. Interviewing witnesses. We don't do EVPs because. Well, anyway, that's another day because I'm going. It's eleven. Yeah, right. me too. Listen,
1: Listen, Brian I'm you. Oh, I'm going to show you. We'll
2: talk to you soon. Jill- I'm gonna, I'm Jillian's not off then.
1: Paracoustis, you
0: want,
1: my you dog, know. my dog is way over her bedtime. She's you know, been doing river dance here in the background for the last hour. Water water. Listen, guys, Amazon, what was the other uh place that you
0: said, Gillian earlier? And the other one, uh, the, the other
2: monster? one. The other one's a, 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 now, let me let me just clarify um, that's the more useful if you're an investigator. Go Amazon, buy, if, you're gonna, if you're gonna buy one, buy the blue one.
0: Okay, buy the blue one Because sound, sound is
2: covered in it Yes But the yes, yellow I've one is seen very seen. specific
0: Yeah, I've seen that So, uh, Ghostology, I will put the link up on my page um, After this show I will put it up on it's Emerald on on um, I will so, put it up yes. on Emerald Isle Paranormal Researchers I'll put it up on Shadow Whispers in the Night I'll put the links up from Amazon where you can get it uh, So many questions, we've got to do another show, Steve
2: We'll, we'll do another show, but Jill's dog needs to go to the bathroom. I know.
0: And he has to go. And me too. I me too. Do. dog. Oh but really excited right,
1: to talk to you soon. I'll talk to you during the week, Steve.
0: A million thanks for coming on tonight, Steve. You're, Thank I, you. I loved meeting you. I love meeting you in person as well. It was an honor. It was brilliant. Gillian, thank you so much for jumping in with us tonight. No worries, uh, I know no worries. you and Steve know each other a long time, so it was great having you on with me as well. So, I'm going to bring in the background for Ticketaboo and uh, I'm going to play the outro, and then we will catch up later. I'm going Good to jump night. off. Oh. I've got an early yes. start in the morning. No so I'll catch you. Yeah, no bye
1: bye, everybody. Good, Good, night. Night. Good night.
0: Good night. Good night.